Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Sean Spicer, host over there at Newsmax, former uh, press secretary to President Donald John Trump. You've seen uh, pictures. Uh, first of all, it's nice that once a year at CPAC, we can look each other in the eye and then never speak to each other again. Wow, Tony Katz. Right? That's because you never return my LinkedIn messages. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, it's, if you would just pay the OnlyFans subscription, we could talk more. That, see, this is it. I just didn't realize that the, I thought that I could use Visa and MasterCard, but then you've got this whole crypto thing going. Now, we only do uh, Diners Club. <laughs> and, uh, we only that's the problem. That's the problem. Sir. If I could do, yeah, I, it's, it's, the, it's the random crypto that you made me uh, have to use. But it is nice that we are finally uh, able to gather back. And as much as I loved Florida and being having seat back outside of D.C., from a commute standpoint, it is nice being back in the area. Talk to me about how things have been going at Newsmax uh, as of late, especially with this DirecTV fight. I have spoken with John Bachman about it on air, about what's been going on. Um, they dropped you. Their claim is you guys wanted too much money. Your claim is everybody else is getting paid. Clearly, there was something about us that was questionable to you. What is your take? Is this something that's well, resolvable? Well, look, I, I think it's actually deeper than that um, because because it's it's not just we wanted money they didn't want to give it to us. Look, if you look at uh, who we got about fifty million people that watch us, right? Directv is about fourteen million, but you start parsing out the other the remaining amount. Dish Network, um, FiOS. Um, and then there's a consortium called the NCTC, the National Cable, which makes up all the onesies and the Tuesdays they join it they, to negotiate on their behalf. They all agreed to the same fee. So clearly it wasn't like there was some exorbitant amount that was being decided upon. And, and it was like, hey, we're asking for you know, $50 million. And they said, no. All the others said, hey, based on the number of viewers that you have and that we believe this is a fair amount, direct is just holding out. Um, so that's, that's what I think is even more interesting about this whole discussion, that um, direct that, that their competitors, uh, who make up the vast majority of cable subscribers, have agreed that, that the price that we're asking um, is worth it. So, so now this gets into part two, you talk about the number of viewers that you guys have. You go back to the 2020 election, you go back to some of the things that took place over at Fox News, you take a look at how Newsmax clearly and very well capitalized by still providing just news and, and going at it and continuing to go at it. You're now two, I'm sorry, three years removed from that moment. What is it like building a network? Like, what is it's it like being yeah, at, yeah, at it, that it, stage? It's a, it's a great question. The first week that I was on the air, I remember getting my ratings, and I looked down, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we had 20,000 people watching us, 20,000. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't see how this is sustainable. And, um, 
and Chris Reddy has uh, sort of the, the turtle mentality, right? He's not looking to be the hare that wins the race in eight seconds. He wants to build a company um, and, a, and an enduring legacy, and that's what he's done with with all of Newsmax because it's more than a television. It's a new. Yeah. It's a it's a magazine, and it's it's a bunch of other entities. It's a media organization, and he's taken that approach and been successful at it. And um, and so I looked at the numbers like, oh my gosh! And he was like, okay, keep going at it, keep doing good things, building, making good content with good interviews, good guests, covering good subjects, and it'll happen. And and it was. We got a lot of attention after the election, but if you actually go back and look at the ratings, week after week, every single week after launch, it grew. We would grow three, 4,000 a week, and we were averaging, I don't know, 100 and something thousand by the time. And then the election came, and we grew even bigger and bigger, and then we just kept going. So I think the election definitely was something that caught people's attention because of how we covered it, meaning, and frankly, all we did was to say, we're going to present both sides. This is what Trump's saying. This is what everyone else is saying. I, I actually think that's what you're supposed to do. That's how what I was taught. Mm -hmm. This is what news is supposed to be. We're supposed to decide for people what the news is. You're supposed to present the news. And I think a lot of people like the fact that we weren't taking them for granted and that they were morons. We were basically saying, you can think for yourself. We'll show you what people are saying. You decide for yourself. And we've been rewarded by that talking to Sean Spicer. He's the host of Spicer and Company five days a week over there at Newsmax. You can find him uh, there. You can find me on some Newsmax shows, just never Spicer and Company. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, don't know how, I won't make I a note. How, I don't know Cats. Right there. No, no, no. no I'm very six, busy at that time. It takes, it takes my cigar Saturday time. morning Spicer Plus. Right. With, Spicer Plus. With Tony I pay Cats. for Spicer Plus. Yeah, yeah. That, we're we're, we're making Cats. money hand over fist uh -huh. here. Um, your audience, whether we're, if we take a couple subjects, whether that subject is Trump or whether that subject, or the 2024 election, that subject is the, the southern border, that subject is China, the things that are dominating yeah. the CPAC conversation. What's the subject that moves your audience? Like, what do you find that people are really commenting about to you, things that you're discussing on air? Well, I think it generally has to do over writ large with, 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 the direction of the country and it, and it encapsulates what you're saying because I don't think it's one thing mm -hmm. I mean they're concerned about the border but it's not the border it's fentanyl it's it's how women are being treated in traffic it's how kids are being treated it's about uh, 90 plus people coming in on the terrorist watch list and national security issues so it's not one thing it's sort of like a lack of direction and leadership in our country a lack of leadership that allows a balloon to float over for seven days a lack of leadership that allows us to blow through the budget the way that it has a lack of leadership that you know silences and censors the American people so it's 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 a lack of leadership and a lack of direction in the country uh, the do they then say we need to they ask you to focus more because I, I I get a pitch every four seconds Tony you should be talking more about this Tony you should be sharing more about that when, do they come to you and say, man, I really wish you'd go into more of X and expose more of X? They're concerned about the direction of the country, but then what does that feedback come back uh, to? It depends on yeah. This is very personal. Right. I'm super curious no, no, as it, to what you right. No, no, I get it, because I'm in the same boat. I get a lot of emails through SeanSpicer.com where people, and sometimes it's, you had so-and-so on, right? Now, the difference between radio and TV is that I love the format that you have, because I like to be able to have a 10-minute discussion, right? Uh, or, and I have a podcast called Beyond the Briefing, which is, I did it because I want to be able to have more than a five-minute, but most of our, our segments are six minutes, which comes down to three questions. 
Three questions. And so they're, I'll get an email and say, you didn't ask them X. And I'm like, no kidding. Do you want to see the list? Yeah, I, I had a list of 12 questions. And this was number four, number five. And so a lot of times it's you didn't ask. Um, and sometimes, I don't know about you, but I get it. Like, I wouldn't ever say a quid pro quo because I don't play that game. But sometimes the office will say, hey, we'd love to have our boss on. We'd really like to ask about this bill that they're pushing or whatever. And so sometimes we'll say, okay, we'll ask a question on it. Um, and it helps maintain the relationship. We'll get them. But okay, that's one out of three now. And so I will get a lot of my feedback is you didn't ask or why didn't you get someone to rebut or you didn't bring up. And again, it's you take out an hour long program, take out commercials. You're talking about 44 minutes, six blocks, 44 minutes. I don't, there are some things that hey. I, I just don't have time for. And I and I'm, I can't finish the interview because I'm up against the commercial. Right, and right I now, think. I'm going to break. No, no, Spicer. no. Spicer we have so much to Watch talk on about. Newsmax. No. Go, go Watch on Newsmax oh now, dang God. it. No. Tony Katz today.